Have you trained hard enough to train that hard? How you doing? Nick Rankar here with the Trial and Error Podcast. And today we are going to talk about training volume. And what I mean by that is, does age matter? Does fitness level matter? What is it that we have to think about when we're trying to figure out how much is enough? One phrase that I use a lot to help people get an idea of how they determine this is, have you trained hard enough to train that hard? And what that means is, have you put in enough work to be putting in that much work? So when I talk about myself, I've trained for a long time. Even when I was playing football in college, I would go and work out with my buddies after I would have trained in the morning and I would go work out again in the afternoon and then we'd have conditioning for football. So I would go train with the team, go train with my friends and go train with the team. And I felt fine. Now, I built up to that. You know, when I first came in, it was kind of like I'd work out and then I'd go with my buddies and I'm like, guys, we already did this and we did that and I'm, I'm, I'm really tired. And over time, what started to happen was I kind of adapted to where I felt better. Started doing a little bit more. And then when I got into CrossFit, I just liked doing stuff. So there would be times where I would do a ton and then the next day I would be destroyed, like completely destroyed to where I wouldn't even know what I could do for like three days. So I wasn't recovering. After three days, you know, fourth, fifth day comes and I'm like ready to go and I would bury myself into the ground again, not be able to train. Now what that taught me was there are some things that just destroy me, no matter what. Whether I'm built up the volume or I haven't, it just, it just leaves me in the dirt. So I have to be smart when I'm training that. There are other things that don't affect me at all. I don't even have to worry about them. So what I do when thinking about volume or if you're on a program is sometimes there might be three or four things laid out for you to do. And you may have to decide what is the smartest thing for me to do based off what I know about myself. So having trained enough to be able to make the decision of like, hey, I've got really heavy deadlifts and they kind of leave me incapacitated for any sort of running or biking or rowing. So I probably should do the rowing, biking and whatnot first, then do my deadlifting after. Now, will it maybe sacrifice on the deadlift? Maybe. But then you have to ask yourself, what am I training for? Am I training for a bigger, better deadlift or am I training to be a better athlete? And then what you decide is, what is most important and that's what you prioritize. So if deadlifting is most important, then you have to understand you're going to sacrifice in a couple other areas. Now, you may also say, I'm probably not gonna be able to do that rowing and running after deadlifting. So you may have to switch your pieces. You may have to do it the next day or the next day. So with training volume, it first comes down to understanding yourself and how you react to different pieces. Then it comes down to, can you do multiple pieces? And a better question is, have you done multiple pieces? People will work out one day a week and then all of a sudden get on a program where they're doing four workouts. If you get on a program with four workouts and you've only been doing one, start with the one. And, or start with one that you know doesn't affect you to then do a second one. And you build up. So you have to think of every program as an individualized way for you to get better. Who knows you better than anybody? 
No one. No one knows you better than you. So what I always tell people is you are your own best coach. 90% of the time or more you're on your own doing it anyway, so you might as well figure it out. Learn. What you have to then do is ask questions. Ask questions for how can you find the best results where you are. Not, hey Matt Frazier, how can I get to be as good as you? Don't. Okay, how can you become better where you are? Find the peers you're trying to improve and be better than and go ahead and do what it takes to do that. Find what your goal is. What is it that you're trying to do? So I know for me, I spent two years hammering my deadlift. Hammering it because I didn't know how to pull correctly. You know, this is a long time ago. I couldn't pull to save my life. And I wasn't very strong. My back squat was bigger than my deadlift. So I hammered it. And literally the day that I deadlifted was on Tuesdays. And every before every Tuesday, I made sure I went into it recovered, ready, and it was the first thing I hit because it was the most important thing. It was the thing that I needed to improve on. I needed it. So I made sure I was confident going in. I made sure I was recovered going in. I knew what I was doing. So you have to know, you can't go into that day completely beat up and destroyed and then, ah, not today, I can't do it. Or, oh, I'll do it, but I'll do it at like 60%. That's dumb, that's a wasted training day. We need to make sure that when we're training, we are getting everything we can out of what it is that we're doing. And it might be one thing, and that's totally fine. Now, as, as age creeps on, so obviously I can have 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds come in who can't even come close to training with me because they don't have a base. They haven't built up the volume to be able to train volume. And that doesn't mean do six workouts a day every single day to build up the volume. It means systematically build up to where when all of a sudden you want a little bit more, you give it. I used to do one workout a day. Then it was like, hey, I want to do more. And it happened pretty quick because I came into CrossFit and it was like, oh, we do this one workout and I had already been doing like a ton of, you know, hours of training. So I came in and I was like, I kind of want a little bit more. You know, do a workout, it would destroy me and I'd feel horrible for two hours and then I'd be like, okay, I want to do a little bit more. Sometimes I would, sometimes I wouldn't. And then it got to a point where it was like, hey, I want a little bit more. I want a little bit more. I want a little bit more. Then I realized, well, maybe with my time I should practice this. Maybe with my time I should do this. It's not always about doing 15 Metcons and destroying ourselves. Why are we doing them? So with volume, it doesn't matter how old you are. If you've built up the base, you can train more than other people. What happens though, like for somebody like myself, I probably only need 60 to 80% of what my volume was before because obviously I'm not recovering at the same rate. But I've also got a huge base to where I can maintain that base for a long time. And what I can do is instead of trying to kick it in you know, for two months, three months to just kill myself, I can kick it in for a month, month and a half and get back up pretty quickly. So my goal is to bring up my base, maintain that, and then bring it up and maintain it, and then bring it up and maintain it, not trying to just go ahead and kill myself. Now, for a few years, I did try and had to work harder and longer at building up that base. So I had to sit inside and grind. Once I built myself up to like three or four workouts, I was like, okay, I'm going to sit in here, but as my body felt like I needed a break, I would give it. You're either going to give yourself a break or it's going to force you to give a break with injury, with no recovery. I mean, you got to make sure you're getting your sleep. You got to make sure you're eating well. You got to make sure you don't have stress. There are so many things. And I think a lot of times people underestimate the value of smart training. And what I mean by smart, smart training is I use a thing called transfer of motion. That's what I say. So my goal is to find something that makes 100 things better. So 
If I get really, really good at pegboards, I bet you I'm probably gonna get good at legless rope climbs, which probably transfers over to regular rope climbs, which also probably transfers to my pull-ups. So anything hanging, grip. Now, whether that's true or not, I've seen it. I've seen me doing a ton of pegboards helps all that other stuff. So instead of me having to do three pull-up workouts a week, four pull-up workouts a week, two or three rope climb workouts, two or three legless, I now can do three or four pegboard workouts and get the same if not better results. I can hop on a pull-up bar and feel like I've been doing them for a long time. Now, does that work for you? Only you know. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried to do something to see if it makes other things better? And that's where a coach comes in. That's where a coach can be like, hey, I've already done it. I already messed up. I actually spent two or three years trying to figure that out and now that I know it, I'm, I'm passing it on to you without you having to worry about it. That's what a good coach is. That's what a, a mentor can do for you. Hey, you know you're spending more money than you make? That's probably not a good idea. You should actually spend less money than you make and then figure out to, what to do with the excess. Not find a way to spend it, but find something to do with it, whether you're gonna invest it, whether you're going to you know, just save it for you know, something that's gonna help you down the road, whether that might be a business, um, investing in somebody else or in an opportunity, the market, uh, you name it, there are tons of opportunities. So having somebody that says to you like, hey, hey, red flags, don't do that. That's what a coach does. That's what a mentor does. So think of this as be smart with making sure that you're doing what it is you need to be doing. Not just doing because somebody says, hey, you suck at this, you should do that. Well, is it something that you want? Are you gonna really put in the time to be able to do that? And two, is it gonna be structured in a way that makes sense, that it actually helps the rest of your training, it helps the rest of your development? Because as an athlete, we need to develop. So I really want you guys to focus on, instead of worrying about what is enough or not enough, is ask yourself, have you, what have you been training? Look back at the last five years, how have you been training? And then you have to make a guess of like, okay, if I've been training that much, then this is probably what I could average a day and be okay. If I went too far above what I've averaged over the last five years, I'm probably gonna struggle. If I go way below what I've averaged over the last five years, I'm probably gonna go ahead and lose some of the things that I have. So think about it in terms of what have you done to this point? Not what are you gonna do right now? I'm gonna go 100 miles an hour. Baby steps, take time, think of a six month to a one year plan of how you're gonna to get to be able to have the volume that you want or that you're gonna to get to be able to be as smart in the training that you can, whether that's working with somebody who will help cater with you, which is what I do every single one of my athletes, I will talk to you and help you through whatever it is. The question is, can you listen? Can you listen and take the advice from somebody else and not just think like, nope, I'm gonna go my way because a lot of us have, we've done that and, and I'm not gonna fault you for it. I'll just look and kind of like shrug my shoulders, say, hey, he'll learn or she'll learn. It's fun though to be able to believe in something and have the confidence in something and know that what you're doing is working. So in thinking about training, don't think about it as time you have to do something or work you have to get done. Think of it as what is the quality and what is it that you can do to be improving towards the future. You know, you can use what you've done to see where you are and then decide where you wanna go. So have fun thinking about that. If you guys wanna keep catching up with everything that I'm posting on here, uh, you can see it on social media and 
Obviously, trial and error podcast. I'd love for you guys to subscribe. Um, hopefully, going to start getting some people on coming up in the future, but having fun just chatting with myself and with you. So, this was Nick Yurankar and uh, the Trial and Air Podcast. So, get out, get some good training, and have fun.